How's it going? This is your co-host, Dervin, with Synonyms of Sound. And your other co-host, Tony, and I'd like to introduce Brett Sands. How's it going, Brett? Doing great, doing great. Um, so I know right now that the, the big agenda for you right now is kicking off your impound movie. But before getting to, you know, what you're currently trying to get accomplished in Kickstarter, I want to get the pre-movie idea. Like, how did the whole comic idea come to life? Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit? Impound was written as a book, you know, um, originally. So it was never meant to be a comic book. Um, the, the, so basically, it's like I'm revisiting the original goal. Um, the reason why I decided to make it a comic book was when I watched uh, Black Panther, I thought about how long that was a comic book before it actually became a movie. That's what kind of gave me the idea of like, all right, maybe let's take steps back to move forward. Because uh, getting a movie script picked up in today's world is very unrealistic. Um, if it's not already something known or something established or you know the right person. So uh, it, it became a comic book to get to the original goal. And then in the midst of that, other opportunities for other characters started showing up. And then this movie became a comic book company. You know, so originally, that's why people sometimes, other people ask, uh, why is the universe also named after the character? And it's because it was only supposed to be about him. You know, so the other characters came after that idea. So that's why. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, so, so were you always a creative from, from, yeah. from a child? Like how did that, like how did the passion or the sign that I want to write a movie script come to be? Like, give us a little yeah. backstory of, of you, Michelle. It wasn't, it was like, I was just doing it, you know? Um, I always had the idea in my mind, like if it got picked up, that'd be cool. But I was really just doing it because I just wanted to, you know? So, you know, I wasn't writing uh, comic books until I made Impound One. I only wrote movie scripts or full novels. So I wrote two, like, 400-page novels, and I've probably written, like, 12 movie scripts at this point. And then um, just not knowing how to what the next step was after it was written, um, I just kept writing stuff and shelving it, you know. And, and I didn't care because I wasn't doing it for money. I was doing it because I had an idea. And then um, I realized once you write a movie script, you have to storyboard it before you shoot it. And that's all a comic book is, is a storyboard. You know what I mean? So it was a very simple transition. I just had to do a little bit of research and just did it. Um, I was always into the comic world. I was always into the games, the movies, the characters. But I wasn't a heavy comic book reader. I was more of a novel reader. Mm. Okay. And uh, I guess how how is the the storefront been going overall? Like I guess how how is the city taken to it? Uh, you know, just the, uh, the neighborhood, like the community overall. Have you felt like the support that you wanted? Or you, like how's it how's it been going? The city of Sacramento at this point is a hundred percent behind uh, this vision. You know, from from the public, from the people to the upper echelon, where you know we're talking about the big mainstream actors in Sacramento. It's like to a point that, you know, Impound Comics, at least from the, the look of the community, is right under the Sacramento Kings, where these are now, it's like Impound is now like a face of the city. There's still a lot of, of, of uh, promoting. There's still a lot of people in Sacramento who don't know what this is still. So yeah. there's still a lot of groundwork 
Um, but as far as soon as a person hears what we are, finds out what we are, they're all the way in. So I can't complain at all um, with with the response from the public. You know, the storefront has made us way more profitable than we would have been without it. Um, and it's also got us more organized. Um, yeah. It's also, you know, made it made things possible. It gave us a challenge that we had to step up to. You know, we have action figures now. We have more books than I probably would have had published by now. Way more merch. And it's like we had to do this um, because mm -hmm. we got we, we basically got uh, an opportunity of a lifetime that we couldn't pass up. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's been a blessing. It's been beautiful. Awesome, man. That's awesome. And I know you mentioned that you wrote about 12 different movies. Mm -hmm. So why land on Impound? Or were they all very similar? Like what, what type of genre of writing would you say that you, you, you pull yourself towards, but why Impound? Um, I would, I would say like, they're not the same genre. I really will a lot of times watch something and be inspired to do something in that, that light. Um, I would say Impound was probably, every, everything is inspired by something. But I think Impound was my most original idea in the sense of, uh, um, I didn't just take it from somewhere else, if that makes sense. Like, uh, you know, I wrote, a, I wrote a book, my first book, it was called Fallen Angel. And this is when I was really much younger. And a lot of it was inspired by the idea of Blade. So it was kind of like a black, uh, demonic, heroic character. Um, so, but when I sat back and read it, I felt like I read Blade. You know what I mean? So that mm -hmm. kind of discouraged me. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote another thing that was like, I was super inspired by Game of Thrones. I wrote like this world war kind of idea of multiple kings all trying to be in charge. And when I backed up, I read Game of Thrones. And I just was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. I, have a, I have another, some of them were comedies. There were times where I was super into hip hop. So I wrote the, the rapper coming up in the modern world. And I just, I just get inspired and write. That's all it really is. Empire, yeah. um, like I said, when I watched Black Panther, Empire was the, was the closest thing I had ready to be a comic book. So that's why I ended up going that way with him. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, it was, like I said, nothing was planned. I was just kind of going with the flow. And then when it was released, it was so well received. Um, I had to just continue, you know. Uh, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, we launched in the pandemic and nothing, there was no better time to launch a new business that was on the internet than the pandemic because the engagement was so high that we were just posting artwork and it was going viral because so many people are on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So that was a huge boost as well, you know. Yeah, I found you from Instagram. Like, yeah. I was on Instagram. I saw some of your artwork. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, did some more research. I saw there was a bunch of more really cool and interesting characters that uh, were all black, which I think is super important because I feel there's not a lot of representation in the comic industry from both writers um, yeah. and in characters. So as you were developing Impound, did that kind of like, was that a part of your thought process? Like, hey, I need to have more representation. I want to be that that voice and create someone that you no know, everyone can kind of like be drawn into. No, um, I would say as a black man, I just wanted a hero that looked like me, which is the same <laughs> thing in a way. But I wouldn't say I was so conscious of the fact that like uh, trying to be a martyr, 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was more of a, just the love of writing. And I was doing that at the same time. And I think it took the public's reaction for me to become more conscious of, you know, more, you know, like, like I would say for me, something that's very different. My parents growing up didn't let me not see black heroes. So I don't know if I was as conscious of that as I should have been, or maybe as conscious of as other people have been. Like when I think back, the first superhero I remember was Batman. You know what I mean? Batman 90s. The second hero I seen was Spawn. You know, and that's and wow. it's not because, it's not because and it's not because of the public. It was really my parents. You know what I mean? They are going out their way to put black heroes in front of me. You know what I mean? So I can't say I had the same experiences with a lot of African American people. Thankfully, to my parents making sure they 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 pounded that in my head. Because then after that, man, the third hero, Meteor Man. You know what I mean? Then then another Batman movie, then Blade. And and Halle Berry is Storm. Look, look, Halle Berry's playing Storm. And so I had a lot of good experiences in my childhood seeing black heroes. So it took it took the step back to more, not only am I realizing there isn't as many black heroes as I was seeing, most of these black heroes weren't even made by African American people. So mm -hmm. thankful that they did make them. Cool. I love these characters. But we needed more. From my point of view, not necessarily the black characters, we needed the more black creators uh, to yeah. make them authentic. And so that is something I've been definitely pushing. Um, is like in high school, I was on a basketball team and I watched Star Wars. These were two completely different groups of friends that I would have these conversations with. Though. Two different universes. Two, two different, different universes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, I wasn't conscious of it for a long time. Because I was in both worlds, you know what I mean? That was normal. My dad was in both worlds. You know, my dad played college basketball, but showed me Star Wars, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So then I get older and I realize my friends don't like Marvel. And I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, what made me more conscious is when we started dropping more books, when we got our storefront, black people are coming in saying, this is the first comic book story I've ever tried to follow because you're doing it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, really? Like you, you weren't in. And they're like, man, never. Everybody's coming in saying, Hey, I want to buy a magazine. I'm like, what do you, we don't sell magazines. And that, was, <laughs> was like, that oblivious of this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my, my being a creative dealing with the black public made me more conscious of how much we need this. You know, it's not just yeah. me as an author writing stories anymore. Um, it's 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 becoming the martyr that I wasn't conscious of. You know what I'm saying? So originally, no, you know, and uh, that's the long story to why, you know, but now it's it's a mission. It's it's, it's part of the journey. You know what I mean? So Got it. I'm blessed for it, you know. What would you say uh, it's been, uh, I guess, the biggest obstacle so far, like with your growth? Um, budget, budget will be the biggest obstacle. I haven't felt too much backlash from uh public or, or, you know, manufacturing or anything. Um, I think a lot of it is I'm very patient. Um, I do it the way I think it should be done. I don't, I don't want to rush anything or do it wrong, mm -hmm. but you know, you need a certain amount of money to start and continue. Um, so that's the biggest object, but like 
other than that, man, you know, it's been a beautiful journey, you know. Um, not too much hard. The other biggest object is just getting up every day to do it. Um, but when you love what you're doing, you do it, you know. So, but that would be probably it thus far in the journey. Hey, Amen. And um, what got you into writing? Like, was your, your parents writers or was this something uh, that you me, naturally gravitated to? Yeah, it was just all natural, bro. It was just something that I just felt like doing and did it, um, literally. You know, the first, like I said, I watched the Blade movie and I wanted something like Blade and I just started writing, you know, some planned out. This is when I'm like 16 at this time. Wrote a 400 mm-hmm. page novel. No previous experience. I didn't talk to anybody about doing it. I just flushed out the story. That's not true. So, so I did talk to someone about it. Um, and uh, it was, I was at a, um, I was at a, uh, it was, I took sign language and I was at an event literally catering to, to signing with people who are actually deaf. And uh, it was like a, and, and the person who organized it, their, their grandfather was a, a writer. And I was telling him how I wanted to write a book, but I don't understand the real writing styles. And then he kind of said, you know, that's how you make a new writing style is by doing it the way you want to write it. He's like, don't, don't, don't look at other people's way of writing and get uh, influenced by it. You can just do it how you would like to read it. And it's a creative style. And that's why I did that first book. Um, I was just like, all right, let's just dive in and let's just get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll figure out the grammar and all that later. But let's just flush the story out. That's awesome. Yeah. Taking the, the initiative and jumping right in. But that's mm-hmm. also great advice, you know, not being too concerned or caught up with what other people have done and just That was amazing advice. Yeah, and I live by it, you know. I didn't I didn't read other comic books before I wrote Impound. I just wrote I just wrote it the way I would want to read it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then there's just people like you. You know what I mean? People open to new writing styles and people who like to read it the way you would like to read it. And you just find those people, you know? That's true. So how did the other characters come to be? Like, you know, your mission was to get Impound as a movie, but then you decided to build other little mini universes within the Impound universe. So what sparked that idea? Was it to get more traction and, and attention? Or was it that you were having a lot of fun and you had a lot more ideas that you wanted to explore? Uh, it was both. So it was it was both of the things you said on top of the fact that uh, like addressing what the public demands. Um, so the second book I wrote was Seraph, and uh, before I wrote the book Seraph, the character was he's in Impound One. He didn't really have a name. Uh, he didn't really have an origin or identity. He was just like a lynchman, and then people started asking about him specifically. But then I felt like I was forced to give him an origin. So that's how he became uh, with his own series. And then uh, just seeing opportunities for other characters or explanations for characters' powers, like the backgrounds of things. And I just seen opportunities and filled them. And then last but not least was um, being able to put out more content where, you know, uh, the guy who draws Impound, you know, it takes him four or five months uh, in between to do a book. That's a lot of time to be sitting stagnant that I didn't want to sit stagnant on. So I would find another illustrator to do another book. And just, it was, it was, like I said, a mix of all those things. Cool, man. It's, uh, 
the artwork is is dope. Um, I like it a lot. And uh, it was very important to me. You know, I, uh, one thing that I was telling myself, I wouldn't do it unless I can have it look exactly like how I wanted to look the first time. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to go through the process of amateur looking art to cool art. I needed it to look like Marvel's competition the first time I put it out. So that was my way of thinking. And like I said, I wasn't, it wasn't about money. I just, it was a passion project and I needed it to be right. So that was very important to me. I feel like as I, as I look at your website, I feel that you come from an entrepreneurial background, not a writer. I think of you as a business person because I see NFTs, I see a store, I see you're building a universe to get attention. So where does this business mind come from that's also like a very passionate writer? Um, so I was a, I've always started businesses. Uh, I've, I've been probably an entrepreneur. I, I've had regular jobs too, but um, I've always went back to uh, some sort of entrepreneurial ideas. And um, when I was in college, I started throwing parties. And then uh, that led me to being a club promoter. I became a concert promoter. And uh, I was very successful in that. And then uh, that transitioned to me into the music industry, where I did music management, A&R work, uh, worked with record labels, and working in the independent comic book, excuse me, the independent music industry, I took that same platform and applied it to this, where uh, I look at it as an independent artist, you know, um, his Instagram and the artwork are his photo shoots, his albums are books, and um, the the promotional uh, techniques that I learned through all of that is what made this happen so fast. So that's what's been my advantage on other creators is is you can be as creative, but if nobody sees it, it doesn't matter. And so I just had the advantage of being a promoter, um, and that that made life easier. Got it. Most most comic creators, at least that I meet, are more introverted. Um, and I'm not an introverted person, so that was a that was a step. Okay, awesome. And as as you think about your characters, you know what were what was the, the driving force behind the creation of them? Like, what's the message that you want people to get after watching your movie or reading the comics? Is there any hidden message that you're, you're trying to portray to your audience that may go over their head or they may not get? Within the characters, I mean, I definitely try to break stereotypes um, with characters. I definitely try to do yeah. something that's a little bit different. Um, like, like, Impound himself. You know, I, I think a thing right now, too, also for Black creators is uh, sometimes pushing the this character's Black and his Blackness. And that's important, but I want to push that Black people are people. Too. We go through regular struggles. We go through everything, everyday problems and and problem solving just like everyone else. So I do mm-hmm. want to normalize that as well on top of breaking stereotypes of what a brown or black person would normally do, you know, where they come from. What You know, it's, it's just different walks of life that I want to show. Um, one, thing I, one thing that I look at is um, I have a character... Uh, my detective's Muslim, and I kind of was thinking of the, you know, my brother is Muslim, uh, you know, my my nieces are Muslim. I'm not, but but they are, 
So I have a certain level of respect that I'm going to always have for that um, because that's my family. And so breaking that stereotype that Muslim relates to evil or, or, or badness in America, my detective who is a hero is Muslim. You know what I mean? I think that could be perceived as backwards uh, in a stereotypical American light. Um, you know what I mean? So stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, my character, Sarah. Sickness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, my character, Sarah, this is this is for a different step. He's, he's from the Philippines. Uh, in Sacramento, we have a massive Filipino population. They have zero representation almost in the mm-hmm. in this world. So I did that, you know, because my illustrator is also from the Philippines. Uh, I wanted him to have a relationship with a character the way I have with Impound. Um, I also named characters off of family members, close friends, scenarios off of things I've seen um, that makes it more real. I lost Tony. <laughs> no, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm going to come back. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Have so you? I think normalizing different likes of people would be what I'm trying to do. Have you ever put, uh, I guess, um, have you ever tied in a, a personal experience that you've had into into your story and um, maybe someone uh, someone noticed, like someone realized yeah. and like, like yo, like I, <laughs> this happened yeah, between us and it was in there. Man, bro, I got a crazy story. So this one is like almost made me look like a weirdo. And it was like <laughs> my, uh, my ex, Herrick, long ago told me, and I, I'm not conscious, I, I wasn't thinking of it when I did it. But my ex told me a long time ago, if she had a daughter, she'd want to name her Lily. And then a decade later, I named Impound's daughter Lily. (laughs) And then after the book comes out, I guess she read it. I hadn't talked to her in a long time. And then I'm not conscious of it until I see on social media she's about to have a baby. And then she's posting she's going to have a daughter. And I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if she's going to name her Lily. <laughs> you stole the name before, she could use it. That's, that's funny. <laughs> when I did it, but now it's like becoming a, like now it's coming to life. And and then I just, I don't ask, I just, she names her daughter, names her, not Lily, she names her something else. And I just don't think anything of it. And then she comes to my store and she's like, so I, I saw Impound's daughter's name is Lily, huh? She's like, I uh, obviously didn't name my daughter Lily because she blew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is bad funny. <laughs> I was never going to ask you, but I was wondering if that was the reason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, that's a good story. Well, like, have you read the Impound book? Yeah. No, I haven't read through the full thing, but I've, I've yeah, looked through the, the pages. Spoiler, but then, yeah, but the spoiler of that made it even, like, weirder. You know what I mean? So, that was like, dang, I was like, I swear I wasn't thinking like that. <laughs> I was like, I've written other movie scripts, and I've used that name for different characters, and I just got, make, coming up with character names is very, very hard. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that for me, writing is the hardest part. So... After a while, I recycle. If I know I'm not going to use a project or something I wrote, I take names and put it in the next project. I've used the name Lily on five different occasions as different characters, and that's just what I did for this particular character. I wasn't, I wasn't registering it at that point. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, but I was like, man, my bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, being great is your fault. If you would have just stayed with me, Lily would have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> So... So I want to, you know, I, I like that you talked about what's challenging about writing is like sometimes coming up with character names. Um, yeah. I would think what might be challenging is, you know, creating the, the universe that they encapsulate or their powers. Um, is that challenging or like how do you go about your creative process of that thing, of that stuff? I mean, the powers, I mean, it's, it's, it's so recycled that it's kind of like, you know, just it's almost like pick something cool that makes sense with this character because you're not going to really think of a power that's original. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be dozens of characters who have that power set. So I more just do the power based off the vibe of the character. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, or, or I do like what, like originally it was the power that I thought were the coolest, but then once you use that, you just got to keep throwing powers out there. You know what I mean? So that just, I just based that off of when I look at the, the character, what should this character's powers be? Yeah, but the name is hard, man. The name is, for me, by far the hardest um, because there, it's just, I want to Google the name and not see anything like that. You know what I mean? And that's, that's mm. especially in the comic world, like they're, they're, they're all taken. All the cool, hard words, you know what I mean, for the most part are taken. So, sucks. That's what sucks. Yeah, we 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 get where you're coming from because when my partner and I were trying to, to create synonyms of sound, um, he was doing a lot of googling of different yeah. things to see what's out there, and he was using synonyms of different words. I was like, bro, why don't we just use synonyms of something? And and it just naturally came up. But yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from, man. For real, for real. Super hard. Especially when you keep adding I'd, I'd get so tight working on something and uh, someone, someone uh, named it that or I, I, I totally feel that completely. Um, yeah, not even, it's not even just the character name, man. The names of the armor, the names of the weapons, the names of everything. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know. Yeah. So, um, I love I love that you're also into NFTs. Um, I think it's really smart. Um, and they're, they're, they're really dope. Uh, do you, do you plan on maybe expanding on the blockchain experiences with impound or? So, so for me with the NFTs, um, I just think we were something we needed to do. It's not something I've been focused on so much, um, mm -hmm. because it didn't hit as hard as I wanted it to out the gate. And at the end of the day, I need to focus on writing. So I was like, I would love for someone who is more into that to kind of guide that experience and then make it simpler. But I kind of just set them there, you know, and as we grow, people become more interested in it. I didn't want to not have that as an available avenue, um, but it's not something to focus on. Um, it's just something that we also do. And you know what I mean? Um, it would have to start. You saw the potential, so you want to get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if we would have launched and it was going viral. I would have put more energy into it, but it is a lot more challenging than I anticipated. Um, but I needed to have it as an available option. Absolutely. You know, it, it, but yeah. I, I want to explore more, but it's not time. Mm -hmm. You got a, you've got a, a lot of one-of-ones and uh, me as someone into the space, 
uh, I might have uh, stumbled on something, something early, and uh, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna need to grab some of these. Yeah, Hold on to them. Well, that's why I put on the one, the one that's the one that was like, all right, I gotta make this one pricier. Was the first illustration of Impound. You know what I mean? Like to have mm-hmm. that original file, the first one. I was like, yeah, that was gonna go for some bread someday. <laughs> I know, <agree, laughs> definitely. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. So I know you mentioned when you were writing um, Impound, you weren't really thinking comic book. You were thinking movie. You didn't really read a lot of comic books in the past. Um, has that changed now that you are in the comic game? Are you more an avid reader of comics or mangas by chance? Uh, unless you're an indie. So, so I, read, I read a lot of my peers' books uh, now. Um, so like who? If you don't mind me asking. Like who? Um, so yeah. I read, I, I'm really close friends with Concrete Comics, uh, Godhood Comics, um, uh, Stranger Comics is a good one. I haven't really spoke to him much, but but I'm a fan of his work. Um, definitely the entities who we added on to our universe, we're going to be relaunching it, but it's a different creator, and I was uh, already pulled with him before. Um, but mostly those kind of people. Um, I haven't got, got it into mainstream. No. Okay. Is there any? Is there anyone in the mainstream that you would love to partner with if you had a chance? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm down to work with anyone. You know what I mean? Now, in a sense of if partnering, it would have to just make sense for me. Um, yeah. What I wouldn't be willing to do is, um, you know, let's say like let's say DC wanted to bring us on. It would have to be at a point that we are moving so fast that they're going to at least give us attention. I wouldn't do it just to say uh, that I did it, you know. So, mm-hmm. and I don't look at that as realistic right now. I look at it like you know they've been promoting the same characters for a hundred years. Why would they take yeah. them off the gas for us? Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm open to it, and I would love to be able to work with you know a lot of it, like everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not like pressing for it. You know what I mean? I think okay. uh, I think it'll come when it's time, and whoever really shows the most love and 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 uh, attention into what we're doing is probably who I would end up working with. But okay. my goal is to become them. So, like yeah. I said, I'm still open to working with all of them, but I'm not open to being like drowned out by them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. No, that's fine. And we need that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that's, I mean, that's how it's been, you know, like the the, the black creatives, the, the dopest ones, you know, they go work for Marvel, work for DC. And that's dope. You know what I mean? But we need the we need the peak of the pyramids, too. You know what I mean? We need us to rival Godhood and Concrete and all these other dope black creators mm-hmm. to, to not just write for the characters they created. You know what I mean? Create our own thing. Yeah. I think the biggest that yeah. we've had in that world was still probably like the, the Static Shock, uh, the guys who created that whole Black Lightning roster. But, you know, they still went to D.C. And, you know, it's dope because D.C. supports them. Um, but uh, I would prefer not to. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with your mindset and perspective because um, – more, more of the community gets put on that. More gatekeepers. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. It's and that that same uh, 
that same obstacle translates in almost every industry. Yeah, absolutely. So I know writers that are, are writing for movies normally create with a person in mind to play the character. I think that's sometimes how it works. Yeah. As you were creating Impound, did you have a particular, let's say, if you could get anyone to play the, to play the character, who would that person be that you'd like to play him? Um, I, don't, I don't really have. So so I do have an, an answer, and then I don't. As far as, like, a mainstream actor, man, black dude that fits the role, if he's mainstream, let's run it. I'm down. I'm trying to get this. <laughs> I'm not going to be, like, resistant to nobody. But... but <laughs> But what's, what's crazy is if I had a picture-perfect way of doing it, um, my director would be Deion Taylor or Ryan Coogler. And the reason for them is uh, they're kind of like Sacramento native-type people. So that just mm-hmm. okay. makes a lot of sense. Um, and then uh, there's an actor named Keith Powers. And if you don't know Keith Powers, he was he was Dr. Dre's little brother on Straight Outta Compton. Um, he was in Walking Dead, and he was in the uh, – New Edition movie. I always forget the character he played in New Edition, but Keith Powers is a Sacramento native that already kind of naturally looks like him. So I, I think was going to say that. I, I, see, I see the look. I see the look. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That was unintentional. But I think that that would be like my personal super dope way of doing it um, because mm-hmm. we don't have enough intertwined creative support. It would be nice to have a Sacramento-based kind of director Sacramento-based writer and a Sacramento-based actor collaborating on our city's first superhero project. I just think that that would be dope. Um, but, you know, if Michael B. Jordan wants to play Impound, Michael B. Jordan's got the role of Impound. I feel you. But that would be like my own personal goal to have at least some adaptation of him. You know what I mean? All right. That would be dope to me. Dope, 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 dope. Yeah. Um, I'm going to follow up with one other thing, and then I'll let Dervin ask a question. So I know when 50 Cent was working on um, Life, the, the, the guy wanted to originally come out with a movie first, but 50 was like, no, you got to do a TV series, work on it, and then do the movie. Have you thought about maybe going an animated route first, or we're, maybe a live action series and then doing the movie to continue build that buzz and attention? Um, I think that, yeah, well, we're almost done with our uh, first episode of an animated um, episode. So that's been that's in the works. Yeah, that's been in the works now for a few months. So that's coming. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of I, I would say, doing the movie trailer, uh, I followed the route of uh, Bel Air, the new series on Peacock. Because that's what the guy who, I don't know if you saw, basically there was a trailer about Bel Air in 2018 or something like that. And a guy put together a trailer, uh, that was all he could afford to do, of if Will Smith was really in, got involved with gangsters in Philadelphia and a serious reason on why he moved to Bel Air, a non-comedy based version uh, of The Fresh Prince. And that's what got this series started. So I, that was the fault. That was my thought is following that formula because mm. yeah, I can shoot a short. Anybody can shoot a short. How many shorts have you honestly watched in your life? Most people is probably less than two. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's not really something that people have an attention span for. So, but everyone has watched thousands of trailers. Like, just, you, you'll, you'll do it. You know what I mean? You'll watch a trailer. So, with this, even if the movie isn't going to be this year or next year, I think doing a trailer was a bigger publicity attention grabber. Um, so, at the end of the day, people understand they're going to have to wait years to get a movie. But we're fully funded. We have the budget. It's still going to take us years to put it in people's hands, right? So this was a big, on top of actually trying to do it, also a publicity stunning campaign as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be honest with you, it's, it got us a budget to be able to finish this animation and to be able to do more books and more brand building. Um, with hopefully still getting to that goal sooner or later. You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. There's things we need to do first, but this this was, I think it was time to just shake up the world with what could be and, and hope, and, and we've gotten national attention for it. You know, we've, we've gotten my, not, not anything serious, but two studios have reached out to me because of this trailer. And, and to be honest was, that's what I was really hoping for. I wasn't. I, I was. I wasn't really thinking with the twenty five k I was going to be able to shoot a movie. I was hoping a studio approached me and they took on the cost to shoot it for me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that was what I was really thinking because that's how their what Bel Air worked, and it worked. Mm -hmm. So, if anything, it put us on a bigger stage, regardless. Got it. Awesome, man. And not to say it like that, like, like even when you think about it like this, I've been waiting for the next Spawn movie since the first Spawn movie. And here we are, like, 26 years later, I'm still waiting. I didn't become less of a fan for it. I'm just going to wait until they do it. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what's funny? I was just about to say something about you no know, shorts because I remember a few years ago, Michael White did a short about Mortal Kombat and how they yeah. think Mortal Kombat should be made. And I watched that. And I thought this was a dope concept, not realizing that it was some fan-made short with some big act, with him as an actor. Yeah. Um, but I loved him in Spawn too, so that's why yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Well, Spawn is coming now that Jamie Foxx is playing him. Nah, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea. I got to look that up then. Yeah, they announced it last year. So it's finally coming after since '94 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, so you know, what's what's the next like big project outside of the movie? I know the movie is what you're focused on, but what what other stuff is you know on, on, on the docket on the docket list? The next big thing. We'll have books in between, but uh, the animation is the next big landmark. Um, Impound Four. You know, um, I think. Impound 4 is going to go crazy, you know, to be honest, because uh, this is going to be the first one that he has a suit. You know, up to this journey, I've been showing the fully realized Impound and no one knows how, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that the fourth one is going to be an insane release. Um, but but that and the, the animation. Got it. If, if uh, you could pick... A superpower, right? You and you know, but you had an opportunity to choose if you could. What, what would what would that be? The force. force. Oh, 
There's a lot you could do with that. Well, forces go crazy. That's a that's a wide spectrum. <laughs> yeah. I always say that too. People ask me that pretty often. And it's like it's the force, man. I just some about that. But was messed up. be a Sith, though. <laughs> 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 well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm always a fan of the Sith. <laughs> Is there uh, any particular reason why? Um, I think it's happening. I don't like true blue heroes. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a fan of any true blue hero type of characters. Yeah. Into like Mortal Kombat's universe. I'm into the people who are straddling the fence of good and evil. I don't like. Jedi, so good and holy and wholesome. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't do that. I like. You might be a fan of Batman, then. I don't, I don't, I don't like Batman. But I'm a massive okay. fan of Gotham. Um, okay. Batman villains are my favorite villains of all uh, universes, but I do not like Batman, the character him. I want him to lose mm. in every movie, and it makes me mad when he wins. <laughs> you know, I want the Joker to prevail. I want. Name to prevail, and then, you know what I mean. It is what it is. But <laughs> Batman, Superman, I don't like. I I can't think of one. I like Static Shock. I was say I can't really think of one DC hero that I genuinely like. I love all the villains. <laughs> like my okay. like I said, my favorite my favorite heroes is Spawn, Hulk. You know what I mean? Like in DC, my favorite heroes would be like Watchmen characters. You know what I mean? So it's just, I'm not, yeah. I, just, I'm not a yeah, fan. I understand now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I rock anti-hero. Watchmen heavy. Yeah, yeah, anti-hero. You know, I like uh, Venom. You know what I mean? Like those type of characters are my cup of tea. Sub-Zero. I'm not going to lie. The dynamic that comes with characters like that, it does feel more real to me. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Like. How many times are you going to keep putting this person in jail for him to break out and terrorize the world? You know what I mean? Like, this dude needs to die, you know? <laughs> I just don't, I don't like that. You know what I mean? I like Punisher. You know, it's like you just, there's no way you can just keep following this path of goodness all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. You know? Makes sense, makes sense. So, so one thing, uh, one thing we, uh, we, we try to ask all of our guests, right, um, you know, in, in whatever their respective field is, when they're making impact, when they're creating, uh, you know, when they're trying to stay focused, like, uh, what do you do to, like, block out the noise, right? Sever from distractions, you know, shut out hate. Like, what's your, your method, method there? So when it comes to my writing process, I don't do anything. If I'm not ready to write, I'm not going to. You know, uh, yeah, I just have to be in that mood. I have to be in that creative space. And I don't know when it's going to come and I don't know how to turn it off or on. You know what I mean? I'm either ready to do it. And I notice it. I'm like, man, I can write tonight. And I sit down. I'm like, let's get it. You know? And then any other time I try to force it out, it doesn't, I I just, I, since I, since I don't do it for, um, I, I, I'm selfish with it, I guess. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it for the public's wanting me to do it. I'm going to do it when I can, you know what I'm saying? And, to me, that makes it more, it makes it better. It makes it, you know, people people love it more. Um, yeah. 
And, and since I always did it on my own time and my own pace with my own creativity, it just didn't change when it turned into a business. I'm still just like that. You know what I'm saying? So the, the fortunate thing was I spent so much time brainstorming before I actually did an impound book that I have most of it already. You know what I'm saying? So I just really have to nitpick little things, pivot. But but like I spent two and a half years just forming the universe randomly on my day to day, taking notes before I actually put out a book. You know, so I just understand it really well at this point. It's very simple for me, um, but I, but I don't force any of the writing. I don't have it. Okay. As far as and like I guess hate, the- I care, you know. What I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, always hate comes when you're doing something it. well, though. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And then it's like, you know, it sucks sometimes, but you, it, I, that's just how it has to be. My favorite writer is George R. R. Martin, uh, the, the writer of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still not done with the last book. Like, the show ended four years ago, and it ended horribly because he didn't finish the last book on time. And now he's still not done. He's just, and whatever. <laughs> they're like, why haven't you finished it? He's like, because I ain't got it yet. Like, I'm not, like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It is. Yeah. Cool. And- but he has the best selling everything because he did yeah. it right 100%. He didn't yeah. let anyone, you know what I mean, dictate. Yeah, they sure. gave him a 10 year head start to finish his last book, and he still didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the people, the people probably hating the most on that last season will be the first in line to, to get that new book. No, because, <laughs> well, he has the benefit of the doubt because everyone knows he had nothing to do with writing that last season. Everyone is yeah. aware of that. So mm-hmm. that helped him, actually, because now everyone has to know how he would have ended it. That last book of Game of Thrones is going to be the highest selling book to ever come out in world history. Watch. Like, it's going to go <laughs> It's gonna go crazy. You know what I mean? Because I can imagine, man. They have to know, like, bro, that was wrong. And he was like, I wouldn't end it like that. So he said that they're like, man, end it so that we can But you know what's gonna be funny? HBO's probably gonna redo that last season with based on this book, just the fact because people are gonna want to see it visually. Or they're gonna That's restart from the money. beginning with a new cast of people and just raking even more money. Yeah, no, reboot it years later. Yeah, reboot it years later. I don't know what the next series that's in the Game of Thrones world this year, like at the end of the year. Yeah, like a like a prequel, I believe. Yeah. I think it got canceled. It got canceled. I, I did some research. Someone, one of our guests said it got canceled. Really? And I did some research. After spending forty million dollars, it got canceled. That can't be. I'll be so mad. I'm, I'm looking on Google right now. What is it called? House of the Dragon. Yeah, H- HBO canceled Game of Thrones prequel. Yes, sir. After forty million dollars, how that makes sense? Thirty million pilot. Why though? They felt it wasn't living up to what was done before, so they didn't hit the mark. So they probably fucked up like the last season, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we probably can't do this. So let's let's take a chill on this until." Yeah. Uh, until the, the the main author wants to join this project, and maybe we'll get something good. That's crazy, <laughs> bro! A thirty million dollar fuck up is crazy. <laughs> like, is it that? That like, it's like, it's like. Here's the thing: 
there's no way it's gonna be good as Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm going into it knowing it's not gonna be that good. Is it that bad though? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess. Seventy percent of Game of Thrones is still a good series. True. True. I uh, know, man. So yeah. it, I think I think uh, so I think there's a pilot that got shelved, but House of Dragon is still dropping. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm reading here. It looks like they had a prequel pilot that they were filming, and they decided to just not rock with it. But they do plan to still premiere House of Dragon in 2022. Okay, yeah, no, that's what I see too. Yeah, yeah, something good. Okay. Do. Because I'm not even even thirty million. That didn't sound like enough money, too. As weird as that sounds, because Game of Thrones, the last two seasons was ten million an episode. Yeah, and I I don't know if you guys know, but um, the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series, like per episode, like amount was ridiculous too. The 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 series today, like I was like, wow, so much money just for. They couldn't go backwards. So yeah, that makes, makes more sense. sense. It was probably thirty minutes on thirty million on just a prequel thing. Because I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If your life is good, you can just cancel thirty million dollars, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, you know, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's definitely been a pleasure. Um, you know, wish you the best of luck with the, with the movie and getting picked up. Um, how can our audience follow you, get updated on, you know, what's going on in your world? Like, you know, how can they keep in, keep in touch? Impound Comics on everything. All social platforms, impoundcomics.com. Uh, my personal is uh, Trace the Goat. Uh, that's my personal at. And, yeah, our, our Instagram and our Twitter is probably the most active. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much for today, man. We greatly appreciate it. Appreciate you guys, man. Take care, brother. Have a good one.